The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Are you trying to master the game of life without success? There are secrets and strategies to living your best life. We'll share some of them with you on today's show. Take advantage of this series to become an expert at relationships. All relationships. It's time to live the life that you deserve to live. Now, here's your host, Sandra Reich. Straight Talk with Sandra Reich, a show that helps you live your best life and reach for the stars. Don't forget to feel free to call into the show anytime at 1-866-472-5792. We are streaming this show on Facebook as well. So go have a look at Straight Talk Sandra Reich. Um, Today is very important to me because we're doing a topic that I feel is long overdue on Straight Talk. Uh, We talk about living your best life. We talk about anxiety. We talk about nutrition. Uh, We talk about depression. We talk about sleep. We talk about all these things. And what we haven't talked about yet, and it comes up for a lot of people, are, and you know what it happened on my vacation actually, so I'm going to go to that, uh, is fears and phobias. What is this all about? Uh, why do we get them? Because there is an evolutionary angle to this. Um, are we stuck with them? And, and should we take it seriously? Like if I'm afraid of cockroaches, do I need to go see a psychotherapist or a psychologist or is this okay? So that's the next question. When should we seek help? So of course, to tackle this topic, I had to bring in a top expert. And my top expert on phobias and fears at the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression is none other than the lovely and brilliant Georgia Dow. We've had her here many times, and there's a reason we have her here so many times. Is I she... pay you money to make me on the show? No. No, no I don't no. actually do. No, no, you, no, you don't, actually. <laughs> it must be that I really actually admire your work. You. Um, you're also the co-director with me of Anxiety Videos, and this is relevant to Anxiety Videos. That's true, yes. Yeah, and you have over 20 years of experience in teaching and counseling with your degrees in psychology and education and a, a master's degree with distinction in art therapy, a creative person. And you are, we like to mention this often, a two-time Canadian Jiu-Jitsu champion, which I think says a lot. And it says a lot about overcoming fear, and I'm sure it played a role. I know it played a role. Yes. Um, and it has a lot. We'll bring it in on how to overcome fears. So, first of all, welcome back to Straight Talk, Georgia. Thanks thank so much for coming. Thank you so much for having me. I always, I love coming in to talk to you. No, no, I always learn. It's funny because people, you know, we say, watch the show. You're going to learn a lot of things. But how do I know this? Because I learn things. Every time I hear you speak, I'm like, wow, I love the way that you said that. That was so brilliant, the way that you dealt with it. So I learn as well when we deal with these shows and look at different angles to them. So it keeps me on my game as well, which is wonderful. That is so beautifully said. And I must say, this may sound a bit cheesy, but I feel the same way with you. And it sounds like this was rehearsed, but it really wasn't. No, I feel the same way with you as every time. And that's why we started Anxiety Videos. Every time we talk together is uh, we bring different perspectives with the same sort of the same ideas with different words. Yes. And so it's very interesting because when you want to relate to people, you want to find different ways of saying the same thing. And I think we do that. 
So um, now you at the center, actually, when somebody calls into the center, this is truthful. I don't know if you know this. You probably know it. But when someone calls the center, whether it's me or the manager who picks up the phone and it's a phobia case, to me, it's automatically going to Georgia Dow. So I don't know the answer to this question. Let's start off with how did you become the phobia person? Like, how did that happen? You started working at the center. You weren't the phobia person right away. So what what happened? How come this became a passion of yours? Well, I think that it, it directly relates to my own life. I think that there was a time in my life with things that were scary for me really stopped me from living my own life. And so I think because of that, I saw how detrimental having a fear of phobia could be. And because I worked on myself on trying to get past those, I think that I understood how to help other people get through it. And so I got a real big thrill to be able to help other people overcome something that is blocking their way and living a life that's free and open and relaxed. Well, we love this idea of living a life as big as possible, as yes, free as possible. Yes. I am curious, Have well, first of all, we're going to have to get a working definition for phobia, so we'll give you a second on that. But I am curious, have you had a phobia? Because I don't actually know that you've ever had a phobia. So I would say that, you know, I've had, I've had a, a few things that actually really frightened me. So when I was young, I definitely had a little bit of social anxiety. I'm now almost the opposite to that. Yeah, you're an extrovert. Yeah, like I, I saw you at the Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm quite extroverted, but that's the reason why it's a social anxiety right. because you want to do more, but you're worried about the judgment from others. Right. I had a fear of failure. I had something like that that really did stop me. Like it was so bad that I would actually not go to something if I could fail at it. I would quit or not do something like that. So you'd and avoid then, it. Yes, I would avoid it. And then there's just the basic things, you know, being scared <laughs> of the dark, you know, being um, scared of being abandoned. It's like just really basic, straightforward things that were there, scared of spiders. Like little things that we have that now I, I have none of those ones because I worked on it. And I guess that answers one of the questions to that is, you know, are you actually stuck with it? I think a lot of people say that, right, Sandra? They say, well, I have this. This is just me. So I'm just the, the, I just have to live the rest of my life with this. Yeah, that's a really good point. And uh, I think that there's certain things that you may not interfere with your life. And yes. so therefore, you know, like I'm not a fan of cockroaches, that yeah. example. You wouldn't want to hang out with a cockroach for fun. No. And I'm like, I would say I'm borderline afraid of them, but it's not. And this is important for our third question. We didn't yes. even get to the definition yes. yet, but we may be ahead of ourselves. But the third question is, when do you seek help? It's not interfering with my life. Yes. However, if I stop being able to travel to tropical places because of cockroaches, that constitutes needing help because now it's making my world smaller. Yes. Whereas right now where it is for me, I do go to all sorts of tropical places. If I see a cockroach, I'm not so excited. So yes. it's not really affecting my but life. But it won't stop you from being able to do something that you would want to do otherwise. Right. So this comes to the question is, and I think you've started to describe this, is how do we describe a phobia? So it's you've discussed fear. It's fear of something. Yes. So it's like almost like a cake. On the bottom layer, you've got the fear. Yes. And then you've got some avoidance thrown in on the middle layer. Yes. Yeah. And then what happens, I think, I don't know if you would agree with this, is it starts to become bigger. Like it's, you're starting to um, anticipate a situation and that would constitute a phobia. Yes. Like what if somebody throws up in front of me? Yes. I won't be able to handle that. Exactly. And so, Is that a good definition? I, I think that's a great definition. So the difference would be, you know, if someone... <laughs> you know, vomits close to me. I'm not going to be thrilled about that. I'm going to scream. I'm going to jump out of the way. I'm going to deal with that. But I'm not going to not go to someone's house because they might be sick 
or I'm not going to avoid school because of that. A phobia is when your anticipatory anxiety is so great that it's going to stop you from being able to do things. It's not like if a tiger jumps out at me or a cockroach crawls up me, like I'm going to scream and yell and, and shoot it out of the way because that would be just my natural response to that. That wouldn't be considered a, a, a phobia. It would be just the natural fear of the cockroach. I think most people would feel that way. But if you're not able to do something that you'd like to do, such as go on vacation because of the fear of that there might be a cockroach right. there, and the anxiety is so great that you cannot go to that even though you would like to, that's when we're dealing with a phobia, and that's where it's going to start taking away from things that you might really enjoy to be able to do. Which are the most common phobias? Because, I, you know, there is an evolutionary factor here that I want to talk about. So let's start with what are the most co like common phobias that you see in your office? Okay, so we deal with, um, like, you know, claustrophobia, so mm. fear of enclosed spaces. Mm -hmm. And then we also deal with agoraphobia, fear of open spaces, uh -huh. which is really interesting because you can see that all of these fears or phobias at one point were very adaptive to Very us, adaptive. Right? So you can think about the small little tiny mouse in a wide open space. Not the safest of places for like us to be. And I just saw the dinosaurs. I was just aware. I just saw an ex exhibition on dinosaurs. Hard to believe they even existed. Yes. But think about that. Yes. These giant, not that we exist at the same time, yeah. but that's the world that we've heard about. Yes. So I like the tiny mouse example. Yes. That would feel very scary, these gigantic creatures. And there are actually creatures. There were creatures that would eat us. We're relatively defenseless. And so that would not feel safe to us. Right. So there's the evolutionary aspect. And the okay. same thing with being like in a, a trapped, enclosed space where you can't get out. That wouldn't be very smart for us to want to feel safe with as well. So a lot of people don't like the feeling of I cannot escape to get to something else mm -hmm. as well so that mm -hmm. you deal with that. Um, there's also the fear of heights, but I don't usually deal with that many of people that have, it's so great that they will stop them from dealing oh, with it. Oh, you don't? Not one of the greatest. I would say that that's like within my top 10, but it's definitely not my top five. Okay. Um, so it would be uh, vomiting is very, very common. That one's not evolutionary, by the way. Well, actually, I would there's say an that adaptive there, there's factor? a little bit of an adaptive factor, which is kind of really cool. Let's hear it. Okay. So say that you eat – it's a little bit of a long story, but I think it's a really good story. I'm just going to check. Okay. okay. So here we go. So say that if you – the fact oh, that we able to vomit. So if you eat something that's poisonous, your body – there's some animals that cannot vomit. They can't actually vomit. So they eat something poisonous. It seeps through their entire system. Right? Oh, and they could die from it. this. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. We had to talk about this. Okay, so, 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 so <laughs> then our body says, oh, I don't like something. It's making me feel ill. It might be poisonous, and I'm going to get rid of it. Less chance that it's going to seep into our system. But wait, it gets even better. So now say that usually we lived in tribal ways, so we all would eat the same food. Now think of this. I oh. see you get sick. Oh, my God. And you get rid of it. But then I get rid of it before it's even bothered my stomach. That's even more evolutionary advantage because you've eaten something poisonous. Now, it hasn't even seeped into my system. There's even a greater chance that I'll live because I saw you throw up and then I wanted to throw up anyways because of that. You know what's interesting about that, Georgia Dow? What is, is it? when I hear somebody around me has a stomach flu, about yes. five seconds later, I feel like I'm going to throw up. Right. right. I don't have a fear of it, but I start to feel like nauseous and I, it's true I read actually some research on this and I, I just remembered as you we were saying it that it's true it is there's an adaptation to let go of stuff in your body however that's which is fascinating however the fear yes. of, of throwing up yes. that is doesn't fall into the same category as spiders which we know evolutionary 
uh, there's an adapt, not only adaptive, but we know we have yes. been like pre-programmed to be afraid of spiders. Very true. Whereas, Very true. you know, it's again, adaptive to throw up, but maybe not adaptive to fear throwing up. Beautifully said. Absolutely right. And that goes into that fearing of a loss of control. Well, there you go. Right. So and that's more that. in that anxiety category that we love to talk about. Yes. And so many people suffer from, and I love to have you on the show because too many people are suffering from anxiety. I don't know what happened. I haven't seen you in a few weeks and I don't know how many people you've come into contact with, but probably quite a few. I've been away. I talk with people in coffee shops and restaurants. Yes. I'm a friendly type and people I am. And are. people are really still suffering enormously with anxiety. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've just finished my first year on Straight Talk. I'm continuing on. And one of my mandates and missions about this whole show is to reach out to people to get the message. I know you believe also that yes. anxiety is extremely treatable and your life doesn't have to stay small. Exactly. So don't go far. We're going to take a break and we'll come back. We'll talk more about these phobias and how to get out. We'll be right back with Straight Talk with Sandra Reach. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at HelpForAnxietyDepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or HelpForAnxietyDepression.com. Spa Munari is a full-service wellness day spa located at the heart of West Island, Quebec. Submerge yourself in beauty with one of our many treatments, specially catered to your needs. We offer facials, manicures, pedicures, hair removal, massages, body treatments, and so much more. Enjoy our ultimate relaxation experience with our spa packages. We offer a men's menu as well. Call us today to book your next appointment at 514-695-5040 or visit us on the web at spamunari.com. That's 514-695-5040 or spamunari.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. We are back on Straight Talk with Sandra Reach, and I must say, I, I do say this quite often, but this is clearly a huge topic, and I have 
I, I know I say this often, but I really, really am going to schedule it today. This is going to be a part one and part two. I can tell right away because um, there's so much about mm -hmm. this. But before we go into it, I always like to start the segment by thanking our sponsor, Spominary, uh, here in Montreal. Um, it's amazing. The owner of Spominary believes in helping people so much that she is behind Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. And what she does to even further add to it, it's just such incredible abundance of generosity, is if you call her spa at 514-695-5040 and you simply say Straight Talk with Sandra Reich, you get 15% off all her beauty treatments, massages, facials. Oh, that's so nice. How amazing is that? That's so nice. 514 Four six nine five five zero four zero www.spominary.com nice thing to do for yourself at this time of year we're all feeling a little you know we've overeaten we're tired we're overwhelmed I think that we could all use a little bit of some time for ourselves yeah I couldn't agree more so uh, on the commercial we were talking a little bit about um, you know the fear of which is where it starts to go wrong so I think that for um, a member of my family and many people I've seen this happen is, you know, you, it's happened to even my son talks about uh, once being in a bathroom and not being able to get out. Yes. And that helpless feeling. So what's happening, you know, we know it's our sympathetic nervous system. We've talked about that before, but I think it requires some reviewing what's going on and how does it turn into a phobia? Because some people get locked into a bathroom and say, Oh my God, I got locked into the bathroom. And they tell it as a funny dinner party story yes. a few weeks later. And yes. some people become phobic. Yes. What exactly. determines this? Well, I think that there's many different factors. A lot of it could be what childhood things that have happened to us in the past. And that might be one of the determining factors. Also, you know, everyone has certain things that are levels of fear in areas where others aren't. And so it's one of these things that the more that you know yourself, the more that you'll know what areas might cause you more problems versus others. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you get locked into a bathroom, you know, you find your way out, you feel all empowered for it. It's going to be a completely different situation that if your internal voice is saying, oh my God, I'm stuck here. This is going to be horrible. Now I'm going to be abandoned. Again, old things of maybe you were locked in a small bathroom when you were really, really little and don't even remember also come into play and your body goes into this is a life or death situation for me. You get flooded with all of that cortisol and epinephrine, which makes us feel very, it empowers us, really. It's like a superhero product that goes through us for it's those It's another lifting the car exactly. off the track. Yeah, yeah. But it also has that feeling of, a str strong feeling of fear and aversion. And then you're not going to enjoy that situation as much because of what a negative experience you had before that. Mm. And so it's very powerful to that. And I think that a lot of people... Um, would say, you know what, what do I do when I'm in that situation to it? How can I talk myself out because it's so strong? So what happens when you're in that situation, you have a rush of adrenaline, Sandra? Well, the adrenaline response, as you know, is the fight or flight response. Yeah. And first of all, I, I always think it's wonderful news for anyone suffering with anxiety mm. to know that's just right off the bat, it's time limited. Right. So if you do nothing, it will pass. I love that. I, I always love, that. love the good news of that. Yeah. So, but there are lots of things you can do. There is a lot of, this is a lot of what we do on the anxiety videos. This is the diaphragmic breathing, yes. reminding yourself that, I mean, you know, let's say, let's take that airplane bathroom. Yes. I mean, you have to also answer the question, what could possibly go wrong here? So, you know, you're locked in. What are your options? Yes. So you can bang. And yeah. especially an anxious person will say, well, that would be very embarrassing. Fair. Fair. It would be embarrassing. But is it survivable? 
Yes. And to me, everything comes back to, is it survivable? I say that all the time. Is is it survivable? And here's the truth. There's only one thing that's not survivable. What would that be? Death. Yes. <laughs> and then you're dead. Right. So then you don't have to worry either. Right. So it's it's self-talk. It's soothing the body. There are techniques that can be learned about yes. this. And I think this brings us back to another aspect that we started to talk about with vomit, which is incredibly common phobias, along with blood tests. Yes, are very blood common. tests. Yeah. And I think you mentioned the key word, which is control. Yes. So I want to take a minute and talk about control because I think it's so important, and I'm sure you're going to want to say something on this, is here's the problem with life mm. in a nutshell. Yes. We don't have control. I love that. But say that again because I think that that's such an important point because we, we you all, and you have a great saying for this is that, you know, people are always trying to control things, but you always say control is an illusion. It's an illusion. Yeah. So here's the thing. I have no control over my external reality and neither do you, Georgia, neither does anyone listening. So what do I have control over? I have control over the thoughts in my head. Yes. I sometimes have control over my body. Sometimes. Not always. Not always. Not, what if you're sick? Not necessarily. No, not, if I'm having not. a panic attack, maybe I don't feel that I have control over my mm -hmm. body. So if the locus of control, so airplanes in general can be very anxiety provoking. Yes. But think about it. It's anxiety provoking and so is vomit because and I, I'm not a big fan of the vomit thing. Yes. I'm not going to lie. Yes. I get a little scared. Right. I wouldn't say I'm phobic, but I, a few years ago I had a bad experience. I, I would do a lot to avoid the stomach flu. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I don't think that I I'm looking forward to the stomach <laughs> flu either. <laughs> well, at the end of the day, though, oh, at the end of the day, I think that there's, again, that feeling of your body. There, Your body is losing control because right. something's coming up and you can't stop it. Sorry to be gory. But what about this control thing? How do I accept the fact that I'm not always in control? And, you know, you've heard me say control is an illusion. I have to accept I don't have external control. Yeah. I can't count tiles. I can't avoid people who have the stomach flu because I can still get the stomach flu. So how do I accept the reality of a world that's unsafe? That's a, that's a really hard one. I love the way that you said it, but I think that that's one of the things that you need to deal with. And it's almost like we often try to, and, and this is especially for type A personalities, we're constantly thinking further and further ahead. We want to think further and further ahead in thought that if we think far, far enough ahead, bad things won't happen, which goes back to your illusion. That's an illusion. Illusion of control. Because it's almost like the many branches of a tree. One scenario you figured out, but then there's a what if on the other scenario, and what if on the other scenario, and you spend so much time trying to find every variable, and it's like down the rabbit hole. You cannot figure out enough scenarios to make sure that bad things will not happen. Oh, so I could stay up all night with these thoughts. You can, and then you're not living. You're not living. And so I love to say the thought of you deal with the cards you are dealt when they're dealt to you. You don't worry about the hand that you might get, because what if you don't get it and you've spent all this time fearing that? Instead, you want to say, I'm going to deal with the cards when they're in front of me. And the wonderful thing is people that deal with anxiety are often really, really good at handling things when they're in front of them. Oh, my God. We have someone following us on Facebook right now who's incredibly good at that. Yes. I've noticed there's a pattern of people with anxiety are great in emergency situations. Let's talk about that, actually, yeah. when we come back. So don't go away. We'll be right back with Street Talk with Sandra Reich. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety, featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com. And change your life forever. Spa Munari is a full-service wellness day spa located at the heart of West Island, Quebec. Submerge yourself in beauty with one of our many treatments, specially catered to your needs. We offer facials, manicures, pedicures, hair removal, massages, body treatments, and so much more. Enjoy our ultimate relaxation experience with our spa packages. We offer a men's menu as well. Call us today to book your next appointment at 514-695-5040 or visit us on the web at spamunari.com. That's 514-695-5040 or spamunari.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. We are back with Straight Talk with Sandra Reich, and this is such an interesting topic. We are so excited about it. And, you know, on the break, George and I were talking about where we left off and where Georgia left off. It was in such an important point, which is this idea of when you're trying to focus on control outside of yourself, you're actually no longer in the present moment. And, you know, I'm guilty of this, and a lot of people are guilty of this. Like, you lie in bed and you think, what if this happens? What if that happens? We're back to that famous what if that we yes. talk about all the time. And what, where I bring myself back is the famous so what if strategy. Like, right. so what if this happens? Is it survivable? It won't be great, but I could survive it. Okay, same with the bathroom in the airplane. So what, it, or if I vomit on a subway, which I remember one of my clients having that fear, yeah, it wouldn't be great, but it's survivable. So what you were getting at, I think is so important and so brilliant, Georgia, is that when you stop, uh, when you're in those what ifs, it's almost like you're no longer living. Mm, yes. Yeah, that yeah. was very smart. So say a bit more about that. I really like that. Well, you spend so much of your time worrying and in a fear state before something bad has happened that your quality of life is going down and so I I used to worry a lot about my father dying and I, I would spend nights up crying and then I realized that he's alive right now and I'm not enjoying him I'm I'm pretty much wasting this time worrying about the possibility of something bad that will eventually happen 
but wasting the good times that I am having. And in the end, bad things will happen in life, mm. but you want to make sure that you are gathering all of the good times and making the most out of them. I think a lot of people well think that it's like falling off of a cliff, right? Yeah. If I build myself up and I'm really happy, I'm going to fall really far down. So I might as well just stay on the ground and not be very happy. Oh, so sad that. But instead, you want to think of it as gathering poker chips of happiness so that when bad things happen, you can sell off a few chips and you still have this centered oh, feeling that. of, it's okay. I gathered up enough happiness that I can get, sell a little bit off to be able to. It's not I'm, a great I'm, metaphor. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because I use that metaphor with a bank account, oh, and I you? find it interesting that oh. I am talking about a bank account. Like, keep money in the banks because there'll be withdrawals. And you, you mentioned poker chips. I don't know what this says about you. Is there a little <laughs> habit that I don't know about? I'm just kidding. Not uh, yet. Maybe I'll develop one. In t- no, just yeah. <laughs> no, but that is a really good point. Um, so you know, I'm realizing like we're already on the third segment, and I, you know, you are the specialist at the clinic on treatment. So you know, for people listening, what you know they've heard breathing, they've heard, you know, what if strategies, but when someone comes in with a vomit phobia or a blood fear phobia or an agoraphobia, how do you, what's the treatment? What, what happens? So it's, it's many steps treatment. So it's not, not one session. It's not one session. It's not a really long amount of sessions for a simple fear phobia. So a simple fear phobia would be something that there's only one single variable. Okay. So say like a spider, um, yeah, vomit, um, blood, the dark, um, that would be really, really s- pretty straightforward. And we're probably looking at like eight to 12 sessions about, okay. And then there's some phobias that are, that are multi more multifaceted, such as like driving. Well, there's many variables to driving the speed, the time, other people that you can't control. And that does make it much longer fear phobia that you're dealing with. Is driving now. phobia treatable? Oh, yes, it is. Definitely okay. very treatable. It's it's something that you want to make sure, like the problem with driving phobia is that you have to start small and keep at it. As of all fears and phobias is that, you know, that what you always talk about, right, is that avoidance. You start avoiding it, you're giving power to your phobia, right? There's that great Native American saying of, uh, there are these two wolves inside oh, yes. of me, granddad, fighting. One's scared and anxious and worried and one's happy and sure of themselves battling all the time which one's going to win and the grandfather says the one you feed brilliant i love that and and your avoidance how does avoidance play into a phobia yeah well avoidance is the friend of a phobia so i think of it like a i think of anxiety and phobias and fears like a gremlin Hmm. and i think i do i always say that and I think the moment you avoid something, yes, you you just gave the gremlin food. Yes. So yeah, we did have a situation on the airplane where my daughter was very very afraid in the bathroom, panicked, left the bathroom, and she went back to the seat. And um, my husband said, "We're going to talk about it tomorrow." And I said, um, "I know we're not. She's going to have to go back to the bathroom now." Yes. My husband looked at me a little strange, and I reminded him, "I am in this field." <laughs> Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, this really is actually my field of expertise. This is actually my specialist. This is, this is. At which point he said, do what you need to do. Now, she was not happy. No. But I'm sure, you know, obviously we both agree that the treatment mm-hmm. is, again, if, if avoidance feeds the gremlin, what takes uh, like life out of the gremlin is going back to the scene of crime, the scene yes. of the crime, and seeing that you can do it. Now, yes. did I shoot her into the bathroom and shut the door? Because a lot of people, and I think it's very important that we get this out yes, on the radio, that treatment is not because people don't come in sometimes for driving phobia or claustrophobia or whatever because they think you're going to take them and shoot them in a closet and throw away the key. 
Yes. Okay. We don't actually believe in a technique called flooding, which some people do believe in, where you force someone into it. So I did not take my daughter and force her in. I actually went in a little bit with her. I mean, this will be, this is a process. Yes. Can you say a few words about, like, how do you make it safe for your clients? Because they're terrified. Yes. When I when I have them on the phone, I say, oh, go with Georgia. She's going to be perfect. But they're like, but you don't understand. I can't get in the car. I cannot get in the car. Yeah. So how do you make it safe for them? What do you do? Well, we, we start off where someone is. Where are you comfortable? How close in proximity to whatever it is? Like we could use a spider just to make it very simple or, or even the door to, uh, you know, a bathroom. You know, are you safe? looking at a door, a picture of a door. Let me start with where someone is. And we always set the ground roots at the beginning. We're going to do this together. I'm not going to be uh, tricking you. I'm not going to be doing something without letting you know beforehand what we're going to be doing. So, so they're not tricking someone. I think that's a really important thing. Yes. What do you mean by that? You're not going to be tricking me. Well, I think that a lot of people think that the way out of getting a phobia is by, you know, suddenly shocking someone. and Oh, I didn't tell you, but now suddenly there's a bathroom there and you're in it. And you didn't know that you were going into a room that was a bathroom. Well, now I'm going to lock and the door. And that would not be it. good therapy, by the way, in, be, in our opinion. Really, really poor therapy. Change therapy. And you, you would never go back. To, it would also ruin the trust with the therapy or yeah. with a friend. Yeah. And so a lot of people say that someone has, you know, a vomit phobia and people like, you know, put little, send them pictures of like people vomiting because they think it's funny. Oh, no. Or making vomit. Yes. Or retching noises near the person thinking that that's going to be funny because the, of the reaction that the other person has. And it's not funny. This is causing a massive amount of anxiety. And now you're not going to trust them and not feel safe in this environment with this other person and not want to go with them somewhere. So you're actually making them feel even less comfortable. And so I always make sure to let them know that beforehand. And I always try to explain what I'm going to do. And I ask them, you know, okay, where are you, where are you at? What are you ready to do? And then we go into that in small, little, tiny, incremental steps that you are already pre-aware of. And then we go back and forth and it's rinse and repeat. You keep on going. So if you cannot even look at a picture of a spider, we draw a picture of a spider. And so because I cannot really draw, this is not a scary looking spider. It's like a stick spider. And we start off there and we look at that and we discuss it and we talk about it until the part of your limbic system becomes accustomed to that level. And then we increase so I all, And the limbic system is important because we talk about it so much I almost yes. get bored by you. Yes, I'm explain like, that a little bit. Well, sometimes. like at first it's like, oh, you're talking about spiders, I'm tense, I'm nervous. Yes. And eventually, you know, when I treated phobias, eventually it becomes like I'm, I'm trying to make it as scary as possible and the client is kind of going, okay, give me something that beautiful. can challenge me. That's beautiful. Like I'm a picture of spider, yeah, whatever. Nice. That's how you know the person's getting there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. It's, 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 quite, it's quite cool, actually, the treatment, how well it works. It's, it's probably one of the most effective and long-lasting treatments that, that are in psychology that have been studied for a really long time. There's a really good staying power with this. Yeah. And you're famous for it, Georgia. You really I, are. I get a little bit of a thrill doing I different think you do. fears and phobias. Yeah. I, I like it. It's yeah. it's straightforward. It's effective. It's very scientific. It's very mathematical. Eventually, the limbic system gets bored with something and no longer. It's like it's like setting off a false alarm constantly. And then eventually, it's like, okay, listen, this, the picture of the spider hasn't bothered me the last 16 times. It has nothing bad happened. I'm done with that. I'm not going to waste energy being fearful of something I don't need to. And so it's acclimatized itself to that and it's going to move on to something else and that's when you know 
okay, let's take the next step. It's amazing. And I, you know, I've been at the center many times. Like I, for many years did a lot of driving phobia with patients, but you took it to a whole new level because like I'd come out of my office and see you making vomit in our kitchen. Like, yeah. And I'd be like, that's a true story. Yeah, that is true. Like that is like, I've worked with vomit phobia, but I never made vomit. And I think that by you making vomit and by you making blood and, you know, having fun with it, because I, you know, your clients, I hear a lot of laughter. And I think that that with phobias, even me, who's, you know, less, I, I tend to, you know, I'm famous for making people cry, like not in a bad way, but like going very deep into their stuff and not that you don't, but you, anyways, you know where I'm going yes, with all I this, totally know. but, um, I think that humor is a huge factor with phobias. And I think that when I would drive with people, first of all, anxious people are not bad drivers. They're actually control freaks. They're like, it's like too much control on the wheel, but you're, because people say to me, why would you go in a car with someone anxious? Like, I'm not that nice. I'm not willing to risk my life for my clients and neither exactly. are you, yes. but anxious people are quite good drivers. They're control freaks. Yes. They're con- yes. holding on too tight to the bar of soap yes. again, but they're, they're hypervigilant. They're paying attention just too much so in causing themselves to be nervous. They're not going to be one of those less safe fair drivers that are going to be picking up yeah. the tube of toothpaste <laughs> and on texting. the middle of the thing and texting at the yeah. same time. Right. They're going to be hyper aware to make sure that everything's safe, but they're just not making this a pleasant experience for themselves because of that and stopping themselves to be able to make that done. Cause I think that that's also a really important point of what you said is that if at the end you do a little bit of an exposure, but inside of your head, you're like, wow, I'm a horrible person. I suck. This was horrible. I can't believe it. It's almost like you've taken away that feeling of reward. And so I think that that's a beautiful point, Sandra, that you made of of that feeling of, you know what, you want to be proud of yourself. I did good. This was all right. I'm tackling it and be proud of yourself as well, which is a very important piece. Well, you're also making a very good point because the other problem is intellectual people are very prone to anxiety. Yes. And so part of the intelligentsia is to say, I shouldn't have this fear. Yeah. So that I'm I'm piggybacking on your brilliant point is that, and you know, I'm not going to pat myself on the back because I drove down one street. Sorry, that's not going to count. So therefore you can't even go into therapy because nothing will ever be good enough. And that's a really self-defeating way of operating in life. Because if nothing's good enough, if you look down on yourself for having fears, then you can't get better. No. And that's not, that's actually not intelligence. Oh yeah, we would actually call that like a lack of emotional intelligence. Yes, it's it's almost like saying if uh, if you you went out and did a speech, and after the speech, I just critiqued you, and I said, oh well, you should have done this, and you didn't look enough at the audience, and you could have done that, and you could have done this. How much are you going to want to go out and do a speech the next time? Are you going to be calm? No. You're going to be in there, right? A lot of people do that to themselves, and then they wonder why they don't want to do it again. Yeah. Well, you were critical and cruel and mean to yourself. How are you going to want to go back out there? You really want to be that good coach to yourself. I love the good coach because a lot of us grew up with critical parents and we emulate that critical parent in ourselves. And so I've really had to teach myself a kind coach yes. instead of the critical coach because I still, those neural pathways are still there. Still I have very high standard parents and there's still a voice that says not quite good enough. And then I have this new voice that says, Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Nice. Yeah. And that's what we teach our clients. And I, I think that's extremely important. And I, I'm curious, Georgia, someone's writing in on Facebook about this as we speak. Is this stuff covered on the anxiety videos? 
Can you tell us how, because you do this treatment approach and you, you know, you're obviously on the anxiety videos. So it's the same treatment and is it covered like in which videos? Like, tell us more about anxiety videos and how this would, how does it relate to fears and phobias? Oh, well, it's, it's wonderful because we actually have like the first video, which is just on anxiety and we deal with that. But then we also have where we go through changing your thoughts and thought distortions and those, the, the manner in which we speak to ourselves really vastly changes our entire outlook. And it's something that even if you don't have fears and phobias, the one on dealing with your thought and your cognitions is, I think it should be essential listening for everyone. Because if you're mean or cruel inside of your head, all of life is going to pale a little bit. You really want to work on that. And so if you find yourself being negative, I would say, how much of your day are you critiquing yourself and being negative about it versus being positive. If it's more negative than positive, even if it's 50, like even if it's 40%, that's too negative. Life is too short to do that. So the thought distortions are there. And I would imagine, well, I know the breathing and the relaxation, relaxation. which is how you start treating any phobia or fear, right? Yes, exactly. And you need the basis. And you need that. You, you have to, it's the basis and understanding also what is anxiety, where we go through, what's the psychoeducation of that really essential to that. People can download this in the comfort of their homes. Yes. And I, you know, I say that knowing that full well, and I, we did that on purpose because a lot of anxious people don't want to come in. So how, where do they get the DVDs and how do they get them and how do they get that instant download? Right. So you can just head over to anxiety-videos.com uh-huh. and you can check out the videos that we have. We have bundle sets that if you would like, if you want to buy a set to that, which and they're is, discounted, the bundles. The bundles are discounted, mm-hmm. so you save a little bit of money to that. You can watch them many times. A lot of people that are even in treatment, they also watch these videos as a good supplement to remember what is happening to this. It's a wonderful way of being able to self-treat yourself through this process, and it's private. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, okay, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. I'll talk a little bit about an event we have coming up uh, at Brunswick on anxiety. Nice. And uh, we'll try to take it home. So we'll be right back with Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at HelpForAnxietyDepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or HelpForAnxietyDepression.com. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety, featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. We are back on Street Talk with Sandra Reese. Such an important topic today, fears and phobias. Of such, so many people have them. Mm-hmm. And you were mentioning the anxiety videos and how people can download them in the comfort of their home. And I want to mention, if you are in the Montreal area, of course, you can always call the center yes. and uh, you can request to work with Georgia. She is the vomit-making queen. And <laughs> I don't know if that's like, a, like, like people are like, yay, go see Driving phobia. Does that mean, like, I yeah. my name? Oh, we, we have it on the site. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, anyways, the number is 514-777-4530. And if you're not in the Montreal area, you can still call us. We can send you um, in the right direction. Um, so that's what's coming up for you. Yes. What's coming up for you, Sandra? I think that there's some exciting things happening at the center. Well, we do have an event on anxiety and depression. Uh, on February 1st, and it's our own Frances Kotarski is going to be talking. She's an amazing speaker. This amazing. is one not to be missed. Amazing. And here's the best part. There's an early bird price of $19.99. Wow. So Canadian. $20. 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for American <laughs> listeners. But anyways. Three, through three coffees at Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah. So she's going to talk about anxiety and depression and a lot of what you start to talk about, the sympathetic, the parasympathetic, but in very everyday language to understand and take home some techniques. So call us if you're interested at 514-777-4530. Don't you also have uh, something that you're going to be doing? Yeah, I do. Um, but um, I'll be talking about that a little bit later on. Okay. But thank you for reminding me about that. You're very nice. Um, so, you know, I, I guess I didn't want to get into that just yet because I wanted to just give a little bit more time to you, Georgia, and to us on the takeaway on this. This is like a part one show. You'll have to come back to do a part two. But, you know, for me, knowing people personally who have lived their lives with phobias, I, I mean, I, I do come from a family where there were, you know, my mom was afraid of driving. My sister has fears of driving. Um, so I, I know a lot you know, through osmosis about this. And then, of course, my my career. Yes. Um, and I know both sides. I've seen thousands of people overcome driving phobia. Yes. Thousands. Yes. And vomit phobia and blood phobia and mouse phobia and you've had some interesting ones cult phobia you what are some of the strangest phobias you've had by the way oh you've had some been, good ones yeah there's been all kinds Mon- did been, you have masks or monsters or something i i did not have the um kinemortophobia that oh. was not mine that's the fear of zombies um but you I wanted not, that case you weren't I happy really wanted to treat that case <laughs> it sounded like one that's just right up my alley to that um there's been fear of numbers that are the same numbers next to each other um, taking a different pathway than you took 
the way into a room, taking a different pathway. Isn't that OCD? No, really? It is a type of OCD, and it would fall in the lines of phobia as well because it was very specific. Um, they walked a different path. They would feel a lot of anxiety. So, yes, it actually merges. OCD is a type of anxiety. So oh, it's a sure. very, very interesting. Clown phobia is very big these clown days. Clown phobia is real. We've, we've done a lot of shows. A lot of radio shows. Radio shows on the clown phobia. Uh, yes, I will. Before we did the shows, I didn't even know what it was called. And now it's, I'm like, chlorophobia. I hear you all the time on the radio saying that. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I'm just excited that I know it. <laughs> well, that's because of what's happened in it's, the United it's States. It's, it's you know. true. And these are really serious fears and phobias. This is, you know, we we joke around about yeah, it and, we have and to. laugh about it. Be, but these are things that stop people from living their lives. If you're not able to get out of your house and go outside um, or drive, I know people that cannot visit people um, that are in the hospital because they have a fear of hospitals or they can't drive to get there. And this is debilitating for people. And so this is one of the things that you really want to, do something about it, right, Sandra? This is something I, that you don't want to say, you know what, it'll go away on its own. Because what what do you, you have a famous saying to that, if people think that anxiety will go away all on its own. Anxiety always gets better with treatment and always gets worse without. Beautiful. So that, and you and I are so alike in the way we think, and such. that's why I, I love you on many different levels, but I, as a professional, I love the way you think. And I think that for me, when, where you're going is exactly where I wanted to go. It's like we're talking in our heads, is are phobias treatable? Sandra Reese says, resounding yes. There are no exceptions to it being treatable unless you don't do the work. Georgia Dow, do you agree with me? Absolutely true. I, I don't actually know of anyone unless they decided not to go through the treatment that has not been able to get better and get past this. So this idea that people say things like, well, my case is different. Never my mind. case is different and mine is a chemical imbalance. But even if it's a and I would say yes, Fear and phobia is a chemical imbalance. You have set a bunch of neurons, right? Mm -hmm. Neurons that fire together, wire together. So if you say, you know, Ooh. I get, you like that? Oh, I do. <laughs> if I say that that cup makes me scary because every time I looked at the cup, I heard a, a loud noise, that would create a fear in me, which would be a neurochemical, a natural physiological fear. Gosh, you're so smart. But okay. that does not mean that I cannot unlearn that. And I'll give you a great example that will prove that, which people often look at me and go, oh, you know, if I stop playing piano, I used to be a concert pianist, and now I cannot, I don't, I stop playing piano. Am I going to get better or worse in time with playing piano? Worse. Right. If I not only stop learning piano, but I'm going to play something else, I'll create different neural pathways. So even in its own, you start going towards something that you used to run away from, those pathways will also be grown. And so even if it is neurochemical, which I fully agree with, you fully agree with as well, we understand the way that the brain works, we're creating new neurons and new pathways and new chemicals that go with that. And if we make it fun and happy, we can take something which Freud famously did. He took a bunny, made his daughter very frightened of the bunny, and then he unworked that pattern and made him love her love the bunny again. So yes, it is that, but that does not mean that you cannot get past that. That's what neuro learning is and what neuroplasticity has taught us. Oh, so well said. So when people say in your office, and mm -hmm. I know they do because they say it in my office, my case is different. I've had it for 40 years. Right. I'm an old dog. Yeah. You can't treat this. This is just the way it is. Right. I, I often say we can even teach goldfish to go through a maze. 
we can get you past this fear or phobia. And that's why they laugh in her office. The goldfish example must be it. Uh, I always say rats. Do you say rats? I oh, say well, rats because I studied rats in school, but I, you said goldfish. Can you really teach a goldfish to go through not a maze? Not even a joke. It's true. It's true. absolutely true. I'm saying it's a lot of time. It's a goldfish, right? But they can. Georgia, I mean, you know, you've brought so much as always to the show and I want to thank you so much for being here with me and talking about phobias and fears and giving people hope that they, and, and not only hope, but a reminder that you don't have to self-sacrifice. You don't have mm. to just say, this is the way it is. You know, you and I met many years ago at a famous coffee meeting and we fell in love yeah. and we fell in love because we saw each other a certain fire, yes. if you will. Yes. And we both very much believe and we, we both push, we always are keep pushing the boundaries to want to be more, be more and go for more. And I'm not saying that as a glorification because sometimes it's a bit insane. Yes. You know, sometimes you can overdo that. I know I've been counterphobic in my life and done things that I probably shouldn't have done. So I'm not glorifying that. But I am saying that it is exciting the idea of living your life to your full capacity. Mm. Um, I know you very much agree with that. And I, I, I'll give you the last word on that, but thank you so much for coming on Straight Talk. Well, thank you so much for having me. I think that that is one of the things that I um, really appreciated the most about you was how strongly and passionately you believed in helping other people live a better life, that they can live a better life and being able to reach out to them to be able to do that and how strong and true your feelings are towards that and how you've dedicated your life to be able to do that, which is, I think... It's not just commendable. I think that it's it's really helped change people's lives, and you change one person's life at a time, and that has that mirroring effect. To that so, thank you for doing this show. Thank you for dedicating your life to be able to help people, and hopefully, everyone listening knows that they too can be able to live a better life. Well, thank you, Georgia, and I want to thank all our listeners from all over the world for listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. I'd like to invite you all to come back next week and if you're interested in our couple retreats our women retreats or therapy or any other media that was mentioned on the show just go on our website helpforanxietydepression.com and check out our Facebook page also Straight Talk Sandra Reich feel free to leave a comment for me or for Georgia you can also check out our anxiety-videos.com page if you're a professional you're looking for training or a keynote speaker on anxiety depression emotional intelligence living a purposeful life or any of those topics um, I'm your source for evidence-based practice and education. I am Sandra Reich, and I promise I'll help you learn to live your best life next Thursday, same time, same channel. In the meanwhile, this is Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Keep your eyes on the stars. Thank you for listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. We hope you've enjoyed today's show and we'll tune in again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Now, go live your best life. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.